Alright, and welcome back to Mediocre Reviews. And today, we are going to be talking about the unbearable weight of massive talent. And here today... What a good movie. ...is Tyler. Hello. Alright, so, in this fantastic movie, Nicolas Cage is a to-be-divorced, there is divorce, they're not really clear on it, they change it a few times in the movie. Yeah, it um, kind of went back and forth, like, it seemed like they were separating, and then they said divorced, and then they were kind of together. I don't know. Yeah, he's he's living in a in a hotel. He, he doesn't have his shit together, and not to be confused, with Nicholas Cage. This is Nick Cage. Yes. So, to- totally different guy. So, we start off the movie with a girl gets kidnapped, and the girl is the president's daughter of Spain, because they're trying to change the results of the election in Spain. So, Nick Cage goes to a meeting for a movie that he's trying to get a role in. He, a role of a lifetime. Yeah, because so, he's trying to get back up on his feet. He owes a lot of money to a lot of people, so he really needs this role. He starts going crazy while talking to the director of this movie starts reading off lines even though he said he didn't want him to read off lines from the movie <laughs> it was uh, really it was really forceful and kind of uncomfortable i was like uh <laughs> when when leaving the meeting he starts talking to himself another nick cage from another movie yeah this was nikki yeah nikki nikki cage. cage the it then pans to a therapy session where nick is talking about those that he needs this role and how his daughter doesn't like the same movies as him so it's hard to connect with her as she's sitting there on the couch just texting and not really caring about what's going on in the therapy session we then go to nick dropping off his daughter and talking to his ex-wife or to be ex-wife about how he's going he promises he's going to be at her birthday party he and he was there he was there yeah he uh (laughs) he got a phone call in the middle of talking to her about being there where he uh, needs to talk to his agent about what's going on and about getting into these roles so he goes and meets him at a spa where they are beaten with branches and his (laughs) his agent very much likes getting beaten with these branches he's like the pain is what makes it feel good Uh, he, his agent got him a gig for somebody's birthday party named Javi. He's a rich guy from Spain. He says that he is going to get this role. He's really excited to get this role for this movie because he is going to be back. Not that he went anywhere. They say this multiple times in the movie. Yeah, that happens a lot. He wants to reassure you. Not that we went anywhere. Oh, baby. I don't even know. Uh, I should have kept track of how many times that was said. The, so then we're going to go after this i'm guessing it's going to be the next day uh he goes to his daughter's birthday uh he gets the phone call from his agent that says hey you didn't get the role he liked meeting with you but you just didn't get it and he gets really upset he starts to drink he then goes into the room tells everybody to gather around the piano and starts (laughs) singing a really really bad song uh his uh, he gets driven back to his hotel as his ex-wife tells him that doing that was a a terrible idea and that he needs to get his life together uh he goes up to the hotel and it turns out he can't get into the hotel anymore because he owes them six hundred thousand dollars and they're not willing to let him stay at the hotel anymore yeah because he hasn't paid a dime he calls his agent and tells him hey i'm gonna do this birthday gig but just to let you know doing this birthday gig is my last hurrah and i'm quitting acting nicky nick cage can't retire so i refuse we we pan to the the next day where he's getting flown out to get on a boat to go to this part of Spain where the the rich guy lives. When he gets to the airport, the CIA is 
checking out the airplane that he gets off of. One of them pretends to be a huge fan of him and slips a tracker into his pocket so they can see where he's going because they have a feeling he is going to Javi's house and Javi is a known cartel in their eyes. <clears throat> like a head of the arms cartel or something like that. Yeah, so he goes down to the boat. He gets a call from his agent and he's like, oh, hold on. This is Hollywood. I need to talk to them and he gets into the boat basically not knowing that Javi is Javi who's standing there and he's asking his agent if he has to do any weird sex stuff or what this dude really <laughs> wants him to do and he doesn't really want to do any of that what was it he's not gonna make me blow him or make me watch him and his wife have sex or make me have sex with his wife because <laughs> who owns this house ha- Javi I am Javi <laughs> so he, he meets like, with oh. Javi and he he gives him the the bow uh, Javi is the nicest dude ever right off I love Javi. Javi is super, just a normal person who's really nervous to meet this kid. <laughs> he's just, he's just starstruck. He's so anxiety ridden. He's just like, oh. Uh, I love how like everybody in this movie that like isn't Nicolas Cage is the biggest Nicolas Cage fan. They're all like, oh my god. <laughs> it, it's almost like Nicolas Cage wrote this movie. It, it is almost like he wrote this. Did he write this movie? Uh, no, the, the he is not. He is not one of the writers or either of the directors. So. It is not him. I guess the writer and director really likes Nicolas Cage, too. So, uh, Nicolas Cage is sitting down there while Javi talks to his love interest, and she asks if he read his screenplay, because that's Javi's whole thing, is he wants him to do his screenplay. They go down there to talk with him. They talk with him for a minute. He introduces his Javi. It's Javi, the love interest, and then Javi's cousin. Javi's cousin asks him if he is... Uh, done with acting and if he wishes he could go back to the old days where Nick Cage then just takes off his robe grabs his beer and jumps into the pool or just walks into the pool sinks to the bottom and just starts drinking the beer (laughs) yeah I was just like what the fuck Uh, Javi comes and picks him out of the pool where it's the next morning and Nick is told he needs to go to the cliffs with Javi because Nick is Javi's guest and Javi brought him out here so Nick has to spend time with him whether he likes it or not. Uh, They go to the cliffs where Javi then freaks out and says hey we have to get out of the car we have to go we have to get out of here. They run up to the cliffs. Starts running from the general. Yeah the general. He he makes it to the cliff where he makes up I'm guessing it's stuff from his screenplay to see if Nick actually like read it and uh, Nicholas Cage has no idea what's going on and <laughs> then he eventually picks up that Javi's like you're like the best actor in the world and you need to continue acting where they then both jump off of the cliff just in the, in the moment of acting he was like let's go uh, they start talking about their favorite movies where Javi tells him that his number one favorite movie is Face Off and his third favorite movie is Paddington, Paddington 2, 2. <laughs> and it makes him cry every time so they watch Paddington 2 and they both cry to which Nicolas Cage says that was a great movie and then he start, and uh, Javi says yeah I know it is honestly this movie made me want to see Paddington too they, I was like I need to know what this is about they're hanging out in the pool Nick says we should go to town and get some drinks Javi says no I can't do that I'm too nervous so I'm gonna go to bed Nick Cage goes to town has a drink talks to Nicky again they have a makeout session for about two seconds and in case any of you are wondering Nick Cage smooches is good and he wants yeah. everybody to know that the cage smooch is good <laughs> 
that whole scene just like had me jaw dropped i was like what the fuck yeah, dude, am i watching as shit. <laughs> it was confusing as shit and once again they said after this we'll be back because we didn't even go anywhere <laughs> the cia picks up nick as he's leaving the bar and informs him that javi is not a good guy to which nick tells them basically no javi is the nicest dude he's ever met and they definitely have the wrong guy and not his javi because it just it doesn't add up and with all of his experience as an actor he knows that that's not him he's not his navin show acting is better than six years of fbi intelligence and because he's a thespian the female uh, cia agent tells him not to worry about him because his wife has been fucking his dad <laughs> yeah so unrelevant i was just like oh god uh, they basically give him a bunch of stuff to tell him to break into a camera room so that this way the the cia can spy on javi because they can't get in there themselves nick reluctantly agrees gets into the camera room but someone's coming so he puts on this special special shit so that this way he can knock him out when he touches him but then he accidentally rubs his own forehead putting on a very potent sleeping agent <laughs> where he barely makes it back into the room in time gets the cameras all set up so this way uh, the cia can spy on javi and through sheer fucking will and her screaming acting wakes himself up with the antidote gets it all done we're good to go so they through the surveillance cameras they find a couple of areas that they are like hey this is possible locations that the girl might be on the compound and it's a glass door like a mirror like a mirror door yeah, it's like a mirror door so nick goes to check it out and when he gets there javi comes up to him and he's like hey we need to really work on this movie and with working on this movie i felt it would be really good if we were on a how would you put that a like a, a spiritual journey yeah so he offers him lsd to which yeah. Nick Cage <laughs> says fuck it to get in touch with their inner creativity uh they drive into town where they walk down some steps take a seat <laughs> and they see two guys where he's like oh they're like watching us <laughs> they get really paranoid <laughs> about the two guys and he's like he's like have they been he's like i don't know he's like okay i'm gonna look back and he, and he was like, you can't do that. That's how you spook them. <laughs> and then he does a really funny laugh to try to throw <laughs> The most awkward laugh and abrupt laugh. <laughs> they, they decide they need to run away. So they try to, they come up to this wall where they have to climb over the wall. So Javi pushes Nick up onto the wall so this way he can get over. Nick can't lift Javi because Javi is heavier than he expected. Because so. he has a big head. <laughs> it's enormous. <laughs> <laughs> Like, when they blamed it all on the size of his head, I was dying. He's like, I know. He's like, I know I have a big head. <laughs> so Javi tells Nick to leave him behind, to which we find out that the wall's actually not that long. So he's able to just walk around it the whole time. <laughs> and, they... and Nick Cage didn't even realize what's going on. He's like, where have you been? Completely forgetting about the whole wall thing they just went through. Uh, they round the corner, see the two guys again where they freak out and they decide they need to get the fuck out of there. So they run and jump in the car but javi jumps in the passenger seat and goes i can't drive while on lsd so you need to drive uh, but yeah he drove there on lsd yeah nick cage backs into somebody's car and then runs away 
Uh, he says that the idea for the movie that they're going to be doing is going to be, it should be about them and their, their friendship together. So Javier falls asleep on the car, in the car on the ride back. When they stop, Nick goes to look at the glass room, the mirror door, to where Javi shows back up and goes, you really want to get in that room? He's like, yeah. He's like, your whole life is going to change once you enter that room. I just need to know if you're ready. Your whole perception of me could completely be shattered. I was just sitting there like, oh God, it's the girl. Yeah, it, it, makes you believe that Javi is like a really bad guy and he's got the girl kidnapped in that room. But instead, it is just a room full of Nicolas Cage memorabilia. <laughs> it is a collection from every Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> so if you look at the wall, this is one of the things I was telling you about. If you look at the wall when he walks over and he sees the Nicolas Cage pillow, yeah. Pedro Pascal was talking about this. He did it as a fucking joke. He bought a bunch of pillows with Nicolas Cage's face on it and he wanted Nicolas Cage to sign a pillow for him so he could keep it but he didn't know the best time to do it so he slipped it into the scene and when he rubs it and goes that's creepy that's because that's what Nick Cage actually said <laughs> oh really and then Pedro comes up back behind he goes no no it's perfect <laughs> and he puts it back <laughs> into place and that that's was awesome that was all uh unscripted that was just you know what happened and that he had waited amazing. all that he had waited all day to find a perfect place to put that pillow so that this way he could get Nick Cage to sign the pillow for him. <laughs> That's freaking amazing. What a what an amazing person Pedro Pascal is. <laughs> so after that little episode of looking in the room and seeing all the memorabilia from different Nicolas Cage movies, uh, Javier is shooting out on the deck to where Nick comes up to him and tells him, hey, I want to add a kidnapping aspect to the movie. And Javi is like, no, I don't think that's going to work. I don't think that's going to... That would be right uh so nick kind of pushes it try to get it in there and javi i guess kind of like reluctantly agrees to it but thinking something is wrong with nick javi being a nice guy not to the knowledge of nick but javi being a nice guy brings nick's family out there because he thinks that Nick needs to reconnect with his family more, and that's why he wanted to add the, the hostage in, was so this way he could get closer with his daughter. But Nick thinks he did it for evil purposes. Yeah. Uh, so Nick tries to resolve some problems with his family, but Javi's cousin shows up to where Javi's cousin tell is is the big bad guy and tells him that Nick yeah, Cage Nick is talking with the CIA and he's working for the government and that Javi needs to kill him or he's going to kill Javi. On his way, bringing Nick to, basically he tricked Nick into getting into the car so this way he could go kill Nick to appease his cousin. But they Javi stops the car and he's like, they talk for a little bit, they trade shoes. And if you pay attention <laughs> when they trade shoes, Nicholas Cage gives pedro pascal two right shoes really yeah he gives him two right shoes he hands him the first shoe and you see him put it on he and it pans down and looks at the shoe then nick cage hands him the other shoe and it's another right hand shoe so pedro pascal has on two right hand shoes Dude, I, I was dying because they're both sitting there planning to kill each other and he's like are those new shoes they look really good on you <laughs> he's like i bet they would look better on you <laughs> and, and they basically confess their love for each other and that they think that they love each other very much and they're best they're the best friends that anybody could ever have Ha, 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 ha. 
Just, I love you! I love you too! So Javi tells the truth to Nick about his cousin. Uh, upon Javi deciding he's not going to kill Nick, he starts getting shot at by his cousin's men. Uh, they get into a bike chase as they're running away to where Nick pulls off the helmet of one biker, crashes the bike. The other biker, Javi, yells over to him and tells him to stop the car so that this way he flips over the car. And the dude just flips into the car and he's like, oh, don't worry about it. He's unconscious. And then the dude just punches Pedro Pascal in the face. Just slams on each other. That shit took me out. <laughs> uh, so it turns out that Javi's cousin has kidnapped Nick Cage's daughter and is using her to use against the U.S. government so that this way the U.S. government stops interfering with him interfering with the Spanish election. They go to a secret house that Javi has uh, for hiding where he has a bunch of like makeup and passports and stuff like that. They talk about it and Javi tells them, hey, they're trying to get this guy to come there. He's another cartel head, but nobody's seen him for 15 years. Sergio. Sergio. So we're going to have Nick Cage dress up as Sergio and just walk through the front door and because there's no other way to get through this place. Uh, it ultimately works. We They start looking around for the daughter where they get captured. It's Nick Cage and his wife. They get captured. Uh, Nick Cage is brought to where the girls are and then go to break the girls free and then Nick Cage gets taken down again as the girls get away and Nick Cage just starts rattling off lines from the, from the movie at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> Something about 13th of a second it all is all it takes from the brain to send a message to the muscle and then by at that point the transmission will be sent <laughs> like to the and it's he's a gonna weird blow out his line. mandula oblongata. <laughs> and that's a fucking like, good way to go. <laughs> And then so, he just, he grabs Lucas's gun, quickly, like, whips around him, gets him in, like, a hold where he's got the gun against the head, and he's yelling at Olivia. He's like, get the kids out of here! Uh, there's a persistent guard that keeps running into him. That guy wouldn't let them get away. So the, oh, yeah. the, love, the love interest runs him over with the jeep. They get into a car chase after Nick gets away because Javi comes and saves him. They get into a car chase. They're going down the street. Cars are flipping. Crazy shit's going on. And Nick decides that it's a good idea to crash into the U.S. Embassy because that's the safest place for them. Uh, everybody comes into the Embassy, but obviously you can't really do anything on American soil. Otherwise, you're declaring yeah. war against the entire U.S. government. So they're saved. So it cuts to, what is it, a couple months or something? Like it, or it's, it's some indeterminate amount of time. They don't even say, and it threw me off so much because Nicolas Cage stabs him, and then it pans to the family. And it's like a completely different set of family. And I remember like looking over at you and I was like, did the, I was like, who the fuck are all of these people? Now I'm like, that's not his family. <laughs> well, anyway, it turns out that it's a movie. It's the movie that Nick Cage and um, Javi had made, and it got great praises. So they want to talk about it at like I don't really know how stuff works in Hollywood. They want to talk about the movie, and they want to have like the the directors of the movie go and talk about the movie. And Nick Cage basically says, "No, I'm gonna go spend time with my family. Javi, you deserve this. You go do that." So. Nick Cage goes back with his family to where his daughter asks him if he's ever watched Paddington 2 to where they go and they watch Paddington 2. <laughs> I'm telling you, it made me want to watch Paddington 2. I need to know what this is about. It's going to make you cry. Will it? Yeah, it's going to make you want to be a better man. Do I need to see the first? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> 
It made me want to be a better man. <laughs> so, what did you think of this movie, Tommy? I had no idea what this was about going into it, as per usual. Besides Didn't watch ones. trailers. Yeah, all I knew was the one being with Nick Cage looking over and there's Pedro Pascal smiling. It was really freaking good. I mean, I didn't understand what was happening for a good portion of the beginning, but it was just so odd and goofy that it made me want to keep watching. Like, it almost was like a uh, new age version of being John Malkovich. Like, Nicolas Cage is just the next John Malkovich. I'm convinced. But no, I I loved it. I was watching it. Eli wasn't paying attention at first. He even got roped into it and he was sitting there watching. He's like, I freaking love this movie. Like, it's amazing. I bought the movie. I bought the movie and I don't regret it. Oh, I'm gonna buy it. I'm 100% gonna buy it. I want it. I want it bad. Uh, I thought this movie was incredible. Uh, I saw the memes of it, figured out what the movie was, and then was like, this is it. This is what we're watching. It's... It was so good. I would say this is probably your best pick yet. Thank you. I I love Nicolas Cage movies, and Pedro Pascal being in there is just another just another one up. See, I'm actually not a big fan of Nicolas Cage, but this movie was perfect for him. He did great with it. I read like a couple things like about it. Like he actually um originally didn't want to do a movie where he played himself. He didn't want to join the meta or whatever. And uh, it was the director who like wrote him a letter and stuff, and he was like okay but he actually loved Javi's part and he like requested to be Javi and they were like no 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 you're gonna be Nicolas Cage um is there anything you didn't like about this movie um yeah there's one thing I actually really don't like about this movie it's the title I (laughs) I really don't like the title of the movie the unbearable I gotta read it the unbearable weight of massive talent I can't I can't remember it it is pretty long it's like the new age anime shows where the the title's like 15 characters long yeah like it's like if it was like an anime it would be like the unbearable colon made of massive talent <laughs> but like i i have to look up the unbearable and then like thankfully like google the internet knows what i'm trying to find and then they all auto fill in the rest for me <laughs> you know did you was there anything you didn't like i mean the only thing i didn't really like that much is that the cia really didn't have a lot to do with this movie that's I, true like, they they were very very convinced that it was javi who was the bad guy but like a couple of minutes of like accidentally bumping into him like air quotes accidentally bumping into him in public probably would have made you realize that maybe Javi isn't the bad guy because Javi is very soft he is a very soft and very timid individual doesn't really put off like leader of the arms cartel in Spain vibe yeah the CIA they they really didn't do much like I mean they created the one scene of him like accidentally putting that drug on his head which was hysterical and like my other issue was like when they were having like the secret meeting trying to look like they weren't talking Nicholas Cage and Vivian, like they're trying to face away, but literally Vivian is turning and looking and talking to him the whole entire time. And Nicolas Cage is the only one like making it look like they're not talking. <laughs> yeah. So this movie overall got a seven out of ten. What would you give this movie? I would give it probably like a solid like eighteen out of nineteen. Damn. I like really, really enjoyed this movie. I mean, it it's like almost two hours, but it didn't even feel like it because like for the first good portion, I'm just kind like what the fuck is happening and it's just so weird where it's sucking me in and then once the plot starts happening and everything starts going i'm just like this is amazing it's so well done it's javi javi made it for me javi and nick i'm gonna have to give it a solid like 9.5 nick cage makeout sessions out of 10 nick cage makeout <laughs> sessions uh, i thought this movie was really good i i don't know like 
what the budget was or anything like that for this movie. But right. it, it was a pretty solid fucking movie. So, oh, the budget was uh, $30 million. Damn. So, it was a pretty big budget movie. But, regardless, it was really fucking good. So, it only made $29 million. But, I mean... It, that still well, hasn't included they still haven't calculated for how much it's made through selling copies of the movie and stuff like that so you know I, i'm sure this movie made a little bit of profit probably not as much as they were hoping but listen for an hour and 47 minute movie this movie was great and, I, and it seemed like they all had like a fun time doing it like pedro pascal definitely had fun doing it like the way he was it playing doesn't hobby. seem forced at all this this seems like this movie is like a hundred percent just how these people act in real life no like if i didn't look it up and see that there was like a different person and directing it i would have thought it was nicholas cage and pedro pascal like they were just like fuck it let's have fun and make a movie yeah it's it, it was a really really solid movie i definitely recommend that you you take the time to watch it i mean it's not that long it's under two hours so not really a lot of your time is going to be eaten up by it but oh, i'm gonna go into work tomorrow and tell everybody be like you need to go watch this movie right now dude i do it all the time nobody ever listens to me but i always go into work and always tell them yo this movie you gotta watch it fucking fantastic well I mean, like, did you also tell them that, like, Birdemic Shock and Terror is fantastic? Because, like, then I would see why they questioned your movie I, recommendations. I did. I, did. I also said <laughs> Troll 2. I recommended to uh, one of the other managers watches Troll 2 because it's fantastic. Yeah, see, I, I would I would question your, like, if I was a co-worker, I would be like, mm, no. Like, any movie you recommend, it's going on my do not watch list. <laughs> Listen, I'm not for everybody. Th- thankfully, we have the same taste, and I really, I enjoyed this movie. You know, I'm glad you enjoyed it, and I'm glad I was the guy that got to pick it so that you would have to watch it forcefully behind open Honestly, I probably would have never, like, looked up what movie that was from and watched it if you didn't pick it. Hmm. It it probably would have just, like, just went away, and I probably would have just missed this gem. Because I didn't even remember seeing trailers for it. Like, it seems like it came out. I didn't see it. The only reason I know is because of the memes. That's literally it. That's the only reason I know about this movie. Yeah, because there was a couple times when I seen the meme, and I was like, I should look up what that from and then i never did all right well so i'm gonna give you a choice for next week a choice for next week yeah because you know the order in which we do this does not matter so next week would you rather do deadstream or megan Mm, probably megan all right so next week we will be watching megan and reviewing that that's that's a good one that's a good one i'm excited to see megan (laughs) it looks really good all right uh and uh, rumor has it that eli will be here next week no he won't but i can dream no he, he probably won't be. But that's okay. When, whenever we do hatching, probably can get him here for hatching. All right. Well, is there anything else you would like to add? Yeah, this uh, podcast is sponsored by Sai Seltzers. Um, tonight I'm drinking the flavored Twisted Tea Half and Half. And as Sai uh, Seltzers logo, it's it's not seltzer. It's uh, Half and Half Twisted Tea. You should try some. It's good. You can pick it up anywhere. Where's the money come? Where's the money go from the sponsorship? Um, it goes it goes back into the podcast, mm-hmm. and it pays for the drink that comes on the next podcast. Got Gotcha. Okay, so it's just basically they give you an extra drink. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like like it might be like six bucks to go get like a cheap drink, or it might be like twenty to get a mixed drink. Like who knows? It's whatever they give me. Damn, that's crazy. Well, but I I always put it right back into the podcast to make it better. Can't ask for more. Exactly. Right. <laughs> well, until next time. Peace out. Fuck you, San Diego. <laughs>